I V M. All right, hello, welcome to Football Portal. My name is Saru, and welcome to the Cristiano Ronaldo show. Yes, what's up? Hello, hello. All right, man. There's only one place to start. The yeah. phenom is back. People in Old Trafford were crying. It was a terrible first half, but he somehow does this amazing tap in, which is like the wonder goal. And then he scores more, and Bruno feels left out. He again scores like a worldly goal. Jesse Lingard scores, and everyone's like, dude, Manchester United is going to win the league. They thrashed Newcastle 4 1, and Cristiano will just score a lot of goals. And then come the young boys. On Champions League last night, and somehow things don't go according to plan. Yes, what is the plan with Cristiano Ronaldo? So Cristiano's plan is clear. He's going to score goals, man. It's quite evident he scored uh, a tap in and uh, one on the run, which was brilliant, and then from a brilliant pass from Bruno in the other match. So yeah, it's just for the team. It was you know contrasting fortunes. But is it? Because of Ole or is it just a off, one-off bad match? Because I was reading some stat that Ole has lost 6 out of the 10 or 11 Champions League games over the last year and a half or two. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, if you'll ask me, this defeat was completely down to Ole. I, I don't know uh, what tactic he had decided going in. Like United were controlling the game, but that's because uh, young boys weren't that great a team. And as a manager, you have to learn how to play with uh, 10 men, which he clearly has no idea how to do. Because at halftime, those substitutions made absolutely no sense. I, United don't play. Uh, I've never seen United play with uh, three at the back. So, I mean, what was he thinking? God knows. But why? Why change something like this for young boys, right? Wasn't this like yeah. the whole criticism against Mourinho and Van Gaal that, you know, when you're playing against Sevilla, why do you have to be so defensive? You are Manchester United and things like that. Yeah, but Ole has not cared about it, man. I mean, he's generally managed on uh, on just managing his talent well and getting the maximum amount of good individual play out of them. And I think he, he pretty much choked at uh, this hour. He thought that I'm 1-0 up. Somehow, let me just get this result because it, it absolutely made no sense Going three at the back. I mean, later on in an interview, I had explained that they, uh, after after Van Bissaka got sent off, they pushed their uh, fullbacks up. So in order to mark the fullbacks one on one, the the United fullbacks were going to mark them one on one, and the other three were marking the rest of the team or something like that. He mentioned, but I mean, with ten men, he left the midfield open with five at the back because it was just Ronaldo up top and with just three in, in midfield, and that to someone like Pogba who doesn't necessarily run a lot. United got completely overrun in midfield and that was that's what we saw. I saw the last 15 minutes of the game against Young Boys too. Young Boys were, I mean, for the lack of better, let's use a cliche term, they were shown a lot of respect. And, <laughs> and those, they played quite well in the last 15 minutes. David Wagner mm. is like, and... They, they did not really make a good start in the Swiss league. They're like at eight points in four games or five games. So yeah. clearly this was like a very big thing for them. Yeah, and there's nothing interesting much to talk about in this game also because the decisive moment was that sending off. It was a completely different game before and after. And the substitution that Ole made, I mean, 
this despite uh, the individual errors including the bad defending for the first goal where shaw was nowhere close to the to the right winger who crossed it or that suicidal pass by jesse uh, it's it's all down to the manager this is this is a terrible terrible goof up by ole how bad do you feel for vanderbeek poor guy oh, poor guy i mean it, <laughs> i was i was happy that he removed um, um, sancho instead of him when uh, he had to bring in uh, dalo at right back but i it was it was a shocking substitution to me because i i think uh, playing uh, uh, playing without that extra center back would have uh, helped united better in the midfield because what was happening in midfield i mean uh, fred's positioning is not great and bruno how much could he do alone vanderbeek would have really helped them out yeah i mean i mean forget all that on a on a human level you have to feel sorry for vanderbeek the one chance yeah this gets. was such a like a pity start that he had against like the easiest team in the champions league and this happens to him i i feel bad for him he should have wished to gone to everton or wherever uh, they were asking him to go because i i don't see him starting vanderbeek again soon because he he needs results right so he didn't take greenwood in this game so in the next uh, Yeah, in the next uh, Premier League game, I think against against West Ham, it is he's gonna he's gonna start his strongest team to like bounce back and stuff. Yeah, but West Ham have Kurt Zuma, no? So yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> how does uh, Vanderbeek solve the Kurt Zuma problem? <laughs> I don't know. Ah, uh, one thing before the weekend, before we get all too negative about this, right. Cristiano supposedly makes this rousing speech yeah. to the dressing room and. Dude, that was some atmosphere. You that you. Oh, the atmosphere was fantastic. We could see it even on TV. We could feel it. We could. Uh, I mean, I was following Twitter and YouTube about certain uh, things go- going on in Manchester around this, and people were really expecting it to uh, to to explode. And the only complaint I can have is the goals weren't spectacular, and the play really reminded me of uh, last year when you know teams were uh, holding United to a low block and. uh united players were just piling forward and making it an easy defensible uh system but then again again cristiano showed what is he going to bring to the team because it was such an instinctive uh, run that he made to the post for the first goal and even in the second goal when I mean, the pass wasn't the greatest he just with one touch took it on his left foot and got it on target so it was a good night out for united fans yeah so this is my point ole for all his uh faults or shortcomings as a manager yep. now has someone who basically lives only to score goals yes right so there can be a scenario that even if ole screws up during yep. the game as long as his man management is okay mm-hmm. and he tells everyone that cristiano is the guy which i think everyone accepts united still are in a good shot for everything yeah but i mean they should be in a good shot i think this is come a season too late for me to be patient about ole because there are there are honestly uh, two big competitions that i really care about the champions league and uh, uh, and the and premier league cup <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so but uh, honestly uh, i mean it's okay if united don't win it but they were nowhere close to even challenging in the last few years so i would love for it to be a challenge the nightmare scenario for me would be united finish like an easy fourth and maybe win the fa cup or the league cup one of the mickey mouse trophies uh, which would then give ole a lot of credit in the bank because uh, the glazers care about the champions league money the trophy it should be scratched 
and this cycle will just go on the cycle of being mediocre will just keep going on instead of him you know people being account people finding him accountable or whatever i know but there is one manager to there is one manager if ole fails and you should get him adi hutter <laughs> he is the munchen gladback manager or dude he is so good yeah but i i don't think he'll be able to i don't think he's ever managed egos in the dressing room and he obviously doesn't have any ole type things ole type goodwill uh but yeah all in all what a roller coaster weekend so would you say the momentum gained on the in the weekend has been lost in, during midweek and now it's like okay whatever so i mean the again ole is a very lucky manager like in both of last year's uh, premier league seasons he lost early but recovered soon enough for him to go on a good run and finish high so losing this game this early in the champions league is actually a good thing rather than losing late because they know that it's it's not an not an uphill task but it's it's a difficult task and atlanta is a team that will uh, attack united which is which will be to which yeah. atlanta is like the italian league yeah 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 so precisely so uh, it's okay this is just this is going to be just another loss where hopefully they learn and united are definitely getting out of the group stages but i i'm i'm really uh, i i have my doubts about how deep they'll go in the competition are they getting out of group stages this season yeah. i mean the, the, they've lost away they're going to thrash young boys at home <laughs> atlanta as we mentioned why would a club be named young boys i like <laughs> what is the history to it <laughs> don't know man young boy and even the stadium is called wankathon or something Bank. What? Yeah, dude, it's it's Vancouver Stadium or something. Okay, this is that 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 is it. I am basically now going to Google this shit. <laughs> okay, let's do this. New name and new stadium. Oh, it the stadium is called Wangdorf. Yeah, Wangdorf. Yeah, <laughs> the Wangdorf Stadium and the new name. So in 1925, I'm reading this on Wikipedia. The association's name was changed from. FC Young Boys to Burner Sports Club Young Boys. <laughs> so, oh God, this gets even worse. But anyway, ah, uh, talking yes, about as I, as I was saying, yeah, they they'll get through the group stages because Atlanta is six points because they'll play straight into United's hands. They'll come out and attack, give a lot of space. Young Boys will be thrashed at home, and after that, even if uh, against Villarreal, if, they, if there are two nil-nil draws again, United will have enough points to get out of the group stage. Yes, that is true, and. considering the teams that could finish second which are like uh Juventus and thing like that even if united finish on top they will i think still get through a easy group easy round of 16 and round of 16 a it, it can throw up anything i don't know anyway i i do i don't think the united are going to go deep the other three english teams have a much better chance of going deep into the champions league yeah, but we do know that pep kind of screws it up on his in on his own he's like the he's like I don't know. Like he's like Ole, one eighty degrees. Ole probably doesn't think anything about like the game. Pep yes. thinks too much <laughs> and then screws <laughs> it up. <laughs> so, yeah. But talking about the signings and everything, there is one person in the background lurking, but giving serious competition to Cristiano already, which is my man Romelu Lukaku. I, I didn't see his goal, but I mean, it's so expected that he would score this the one goal that wins you the match, right? Dude, he scored two on the weekend. That was ironically his first goal at Stamford Bridge <laughs> after being a Chelsea player for like a decade or whatever. But he yeah, is in the shadows, dude. Yeah, he is like 
and i can totally understand why lukaku wanted to come back to chelsea or ever play for chelsea because i think didier drogba is his hero of all time right and he and so i i get it but man chelsea i'm telling you it just seems like they're just getting these wins out but there is one bad performance somewhere lurking and if yeah, it's it's okay i think chelsea will have a good uh... good league season this year no like i think they they they're one of the favorites to win the league champions league anything can happen our man uh, romelu is isn't very good against the big teams so in a one winning a one off game might be difficult with romelu ka yeah that's why we have timo werner <laughs> <laughs> poor guy he's not even starting games what was he be thinking right that saul niguez also started right how is he I mean, I love Saul. Like, I mean, you know, I follow Atletico Madrid a lot, and Saul is amazing. But that first forty-five minutes on the weekend, he was terrible. Like, oh God! I think for it seemed like he was playing. Like, Must be rusty, also. No, I don't think he played much last season. No, he wasn't. He, he he didn't, and he he wanted to get out of Atletico for quite some time, and he will take time. He is. It's not like an easy thing that Saul just comes and fits in. and you with that first 45 minutes oh i like you know this chelsea group i have they were like so relieved this was like a, this is like such happy moments no they were so relieved ki jorginho has come and he brings so much calm to the team reading such messages on whatsapp i was like yeah what do you think i've been telling for so long <laughs> balandor hashtag when is balandor at the end of the year november or something he's not going to get it dude I know are not evolved enough to understand that's, talent. That's, they need to, to dig deeper into their observational skills for all this. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Talking about observational skills, Cristiano is back. He scores goals four one against Newcastle, and Gary Neville on Monday kind of starts losing his shit. And I think this whole Monday night football where they get Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville. they basically say ki you just argue this and you argue this yeah it it seemed completely uh, staged because they even got uh, stats wrong purposely what do you mean yeah something i think messi they showed zero international trophies when he just won the copa oh did they oh that was not but i think the point gary was trying to make is cristiano he is he like you know he is the much better goal scorer than messi and all of that and then they showed a table which basically showed that cristiano scored four more goals playing 120 or more games right so it seemed like a lot of forfeiting was done to get that point why would gary neville subject himself to such debating formats oh but yeah but because he's gotten humiliated several times whether it's uh, it's whether it's as a manager of valencia or <laughs> other scenarios where you know uh, the scenarios where he made controversial uh, comments about stuff and he's up against jamie carragher who will always be the who's always seem like the the funnier out of the two so i mean yeah i mean if they if they would have had a reasonable and legit debate it wouldn't have gone viral if the stats were right it wouldn't have gone viral they they did it to piss off people dude they literally this became this became a twitter thing because they it was such a bad argument from uh, gary Nabi. gary uh this one team yes which yeah. we try to forget about on this podcast but they they are slowly creeping up doing their business 
and not really talking much about it, which is Liverpool. I saw the Leeds versus Liverpool game. They were so good. And I mean, for all the faults and laughing and jokes and banter, Thiago and Fabinho, oh, that could be something. And I'm telling you, Jurgen Klopp is slowly like, you know, he's so much more happier doing this underdog shit. Yeah. And I, I think uh, if the league is difficult, I mean, they've ignored the Mickey Mouse trophy so far, but if that's missing on his CV, I think he should focus on that. Because <laughs> the league is very difficult to win, honestly. Why? Especially because the, I mean, he's not been backed in the window. I, I, I mean, Henderson always gets injured. Plus, one of his main players, Salah or Van Dijk gets injured. He's going to have a problem. So, I mean, top four is easy for him. But uh, he shouldn't take his eye off the ball when it comes to League Cup, I guess. Oh, he should just focus on League Cup and FA Cup maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know who they, who they have drawn. But that, that can be a easy low-hanging fruit that he's not had before. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Why do people get pissed off when Jurgen Klopp says we are not like City, PSG or Chelsea. We don't have the money. We have to make do with the money which we generate from the club. So, I couldn't buy anyone. So, like, wh- why is that so triggering to like fans who are not Liverpool fellows? No, but he also said that I don't know how other clubs do it. Which is a silly yeah. statement to make. How, how would he know? Like, No, but I, I guess clear the clear implication was that... Uh, they're not like the other clubs are not doing it the right way or whatever. No, the clear implication is that the other clubs are owned by money bags, and even though my owners are yeah. money bags, they're not going to put in. Yeah, the so money. he should he should target his owners, right? Like for what? They've been good owners. Yeah, they've been decent owners, but he should say, "Are like I I don't get the backing rather than I don't know how the other clubs do it." Dude, he's no Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho would say both the arguments. Yeah, he would. <laughs> and that's what makes Jose the ultimate entertainer. This was the funniest, you know, when Jose was, and I'll tell you why we're talking about Jose, when Jose was the Manchester United manager, right. so like they asked him, oh, what, now you have a bigger transfer budget you're spending. He's like, yeah, but we as a club still have to generate from our own resources. We are not owned by countries. <laughs> so, and it was like such preposterous argument. But my man Mourinho seems to be having fun. I don't know oh, how long it celebration was so amazing. And I saw the Roma Sassuolo game. I mean, it's obvious I would have seen that. Yeah. But dude, that was the most fun 45 minutes you could have watched. It's like <laughs> they had no freaking idea what was going to happen. And, and Mourinho basically started making substitutions to go for the win. He like, screw this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, his thousandth game, right? right? And he obviously wanted to win it. Yeah, he's a showman. It had to be a spectacle. Yeah, yeah, and the whole game was spectacle. Like, Atla- uh, Saswalo hit the post, Tammy hit the post in the second <laughs> half. This was after 1-1. Right. And then they scored this 92nd minute and obviously he goes on his run. But, <laughs> Saswalo scored a goal after that, which was just two or three inches offside. <laughs> Damn. So, for a thousand game of a drama queen, I think this match had freaking everything. <laughs> And he and I, I think Fergie had some good words about him when he was inducted into some. They, they, they get along well. Yeah. yeah. Just, I, it's only us who keep fighting. I think all these big managers, they're like all chummy and friends. But they always had a great relationship. Yes. <laughs> because Mourinho was targeting Wenger. <laughs> and Fergie was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go for, for it. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, what else? What are the games did you watch on the weekend? Did you watch any? Like, so, well, Premier League, Premier League. Man, it it feels like the Premier League happened a long time ago because of this early Champions League timings. Yes. Oh, Mark Goldbridge makes a point. Made a point yesterday, and this had nothing to do with the game or whatever. He says. These games, this early kickoffs of Champions League, you feel so sleepy after that because you don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm so used to watching this. Oh, I, I, yeah, that, that's true. Good for him. But I did watch Crystal Palace Tottenham. Dude. Oh, you you did. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hilarious game. Bro. Dude, that was so, ah. so bad. I love Nuno. I really genuinely want him to do well at like Spurs. Yeah. And, and Patrick Vieira gets another win. I mean, another win, I don't know, he's drawn his previous game, but another, this was a big win. And he came uh, uh, into the limelight uh, afterwards was saying that, oh, I've never lost to Tottenham. But did he actually say that? Or, yeah, he did. or is it a Photoshop thingy? No, he must have said it because the, there was that record, right? That Arsenal, in the whatever, when football, after football started in 1992. <laughs> yes. Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal uh, had never lost to Spurs until our man Gareth Bale turned up and... Oh, yeah. And by then, Vera was out of the club anyway. Yes. Yeah. And City. Again, none of, we don't talk about City much. They are like so unspectacular in terms of their players. And yeah, but their game was the same time as United. So, I couldn't watch it. I just watched the highlights. And I guess uh, Leicester are kind of like their bogey team. There were there are many times when Le- Leicester have managed to get one over them. So Yes. Coming from being the latest. Away from home, 1-0 is a tidy win. Man, but all in all, it's turning out to be like a good Premier League season. I know we are too early into the looking at the table, but Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Everton, Manchester City. Yeah, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool and Everton are at 10. And I think we are not going to talk about Everton for a long time because they have like a very... That whole club's vibe is like just... Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like the other, like hanging out in, like, so, like, only those people care about it. No one else. And they have a manager who really, like, Benitez, whatever. But and if this keeps up, I think we are in. But what generally happens is that by the 15 16 game mark, there are just two teams. And the. Let's hope that's, that doesn't happen this time. I, I think the rest of the rest of the chasing pack will keep up to the leader. Yeah. That is the only hope. And you did you watch as promised the Dynamo Kiev match yesterday? <laughs> yeah. no, the the Barcelona Bayern uh, the was more tempting, dude. Watching Barca getting thrashed. I think the the the, the scoreline flatters Barcelona. It was not a three 0 game. It should have been twice that. I I didn't watch that. It's so I terrible. I mean, it it uh, it it doesn't you know. It doesn't even give me joy to watch Barcelona getting being so bad and getting thrashed. If they were half decent and still got thrashed, I would have been happy. But Bayern are clearly like light years ahead. They're they're one of the favorites to win the tournament for me. Really, they were that good. I didn't. They're know. brilliant, dude. I mean, I, this could be the year when Nagelsmann really stamps his thing as one of the great managers in the world. He is. I think he's the upcoming superstar manager. Yeah. He has age also with him. And exactly. he doesn't have the loser baggage of Poch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So, yeah, man. But let's talk about one more person before we go to the break. 
if cristiano was the epitome of what an athlete could become in football like a football athlete uh-huh. there is one guy who is being tailor made from a very young age to be the supreme athlete erling haaland supreme athlete at what high jump dude no i i think they are trying to create this perfect striker like yeah. <laughs> possibly but he looks so awkward man it's like yes exactly my point he looks like a like a human project <laughs> trying to like you know get him like a fifa all time thingy there's something weird about him there is very something very weird when he when he's running he looks like he looks very robotic see you, you're getting what i'm trying yeah, to yeah, say yeah i'm i'm getting what you're saying but let's see uh, he's certainly a superstar man he's certainly a superstar in the making he's really weird he's but come on he he even his inter, in his interviews he gives quirky answers he's not a boring robotic guy he's he's got a character oh aise ah so you you can see his humanity in that <laughs> what what humanity did you have did you see in erling haaland <laughs> oh like I, i like characters who joke around and stuff like that yeah who don't take themselves very seriously yeah who don't give so, boring answers that so while we are recording this podcast we i was watching the besiktas versus dortmund game Oh, and because I mean Dortmund are okay to watch, but Michi Bachuai plays for Besiktas, so I thought that wow, hello, let me let right. me see this. And Haaland obviously scores, which is not a surprise. But yeah, Dortmund, I don't think they're going to win anything this season. But not bad, they're doing whatever they can. It's okay. By by next season, clubs will earn money from transfers and no, from uh, their stadiums and all that, and they'll have money to get this guy out of Dortmund. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know why I wanted to watch Michi because on the weekend when I was watching Roma Sassuolo, Sassuolo uh-huh. had a player or has a player, Jeremy Boga. Okay. Jeremy Boga is a Chelsea youth product okay. who was basically loaned from 2014 or 15, one of those years. Every year is being loaned, and he finally got out of. And he's been playing for Sassuolo for two, three years. Mm-hmm. i was like i was just thinking so many youth products of chelsea abhi kahan kahan phele like they're playing all over the world randomly doing all right right i mean as uh, as i think wenger at that time said it's football feudalism who said this wenger yeah but wenger also said you should play world cup every two years whatever which i was so happy with klopp saying that you're just killing the footballers <laughs> you know what i was like yes klopp is the messiah we need all right let's take a break and then after we talk about our player of the week i have a kind of a guess on who yash's choice is going to be and mine is going to be but yeah stay tuned to football total Welcome back to Football Twaddle. Let without wasting time. Yes, who yeah. was your player of the week? Well, it's obviously Viva Ronaldo. For <laughs> the million, billion, million, billion impressions on social media and whatever <laughs> million shirt sales that he has done, which has allegedly recovered all the money for United. It's not. Don't you think it is so surprising? that all the clubs when they do this big transfers right. they claim that they've already recouped the sales by selling shirts in the first 3 days and 3 or 4 years later the club says we just made so many mistakes What? but club clubs never do that this is this is like a such a orchid rumor you know what good community rumor that over oh, the shirt sales will pay for it for the player ha huh, but who is spreading this rumor someone the club's pr team is like putting this out right 
i doubt it i doubt it i don't doubt it why why would the club do all of this nonsense this i i think the origins of this is when uh, originally ronaldo went to real madrid from united for 80 million and they said oh the shirt sales will pay whatever he broke some shirt sales record at that point of time and someone just said oh the, even though it broke the zidane record by a good 15 million it it was worth it like it eventually was worth it for whatever he achieved for real madrid but yeah that it it was a rumor that started then and still going and unfortunately all our uh, uh, famous youtubers have to come out with videos with tutorials to explain how that's not true who who has done this video i want to watch one i think tfo has done a oh, tfo you mean like a legit youtuber yeah. <laughs> i thought the fun of the fan guys <laughs> no not robbie or <laughs> or oh, talking about robbie it's sad that we don't have baru on the one week and arsenal win but <laughs> they're they're on it yes <laughs> they're they're already on the point about the relegation zone and i think nicolas pepe made a mistake on his instagram when he said <laughs> <laughs> that is so amazing man that's such a lost like you think in translation kind of thing you think he meant it as a joke or he genuinely doesn't know that much english <laughs> no, i don't think he understands english at all i mean he must have thought up up meant we are up above the top above the Uh, the bottom position that we are about twentieth now. So, <laughs> so what he meant by we are staying up is we are not coming back to twenty. Oh, that's what he meant. Oh God, but dude, that was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> we live for this shit, man. This is football. <laughs> so interesting. I, I mean, of all people, Pepe had to do this, right? <laughs> not some, not some white player from Arsenal <laughs> had to get like. Nicolas, oh, that that was genius. I hope his wishes come true and just stay up. I hope they're in Europe next year. They're so much fun. Arsenal are fun in general. They're not even in Conference League, no, this season. No, they're not. Oh, dude, I you should watch Conference League. Forget Europa. Watch Conference. <laughs> you will see such weird, like the stories that will come out of there will be like just amazingly well. Yeah, I guess I have to follow Spurs now. True. No, then you'll be out of Conference League also by October. No, I meant like just watch it for whatever teams they are, like some Belgrade and all. I hope Sony Live shows Conference. Oh yeah, I should think so. Let me check. And okay, since your player of the week is Cristiano Ronaldo, my player of the week is Romelu Lukaku. Lukaku, take that. Okay, a quick bet, a side bet. Who do you think is going to score more goals this season, Cristiano or? Lukaku I know your answer you know my answer yeah obviously obviously Ronaldo what what's the bet I don't know abhi kuch to paisa then you should say pehle na ki ye bet hai then I'll I would have changed my answer otherwise why just why would you change I am asking a simple question out of Lukaku and Ronaldo who is going to score more goals and how much money are you willing to put behind it I don't know 1000 bucks <laughs> so 1000 for Ronaldo yeah Oh, no i don't think so i think he's going to peter away okay all right let's talk about this weekend's matches what is the game you are going to watch yash uh i think chelsea versus tottenham is there or should i pick that yes this is where uh, we'll find out how good nuno is because he's already beaten man city so far he's let's see whether uh, the the crystal palace result was just a flash in the pan now with 11 men back on the field if he does well against chelsea at uh, it's it's at tottenham home so that should be an advantage i guess so yeah. if he at least eks out a draw then tottenham are on the right path i feel i have a feeling it will be a draw that game because mm. i think chelsea 
like they're just like pulling out this one nil two nil and it seems all easy and whenever things go easy we know that a uh, manager sacking is round the corner for chelsea <laughs> so yes i have a feeling that will be a draw what what do i watch there's nothing like like i do a football podcast i can't even say Arey, that who are roma playing dude oh let me check ah no man verona i don't think verona ah, they're going to beat verona easily and that's not even fun i think i will let me actually check since we've kind of becoming a little international uh there is juventus versus milan ooh that i am supporting milan 100% to show juve their place awesome. and if you're not really following seria that much juventus are three games down one point they're already eight points off the table Obviously, Ronaldo left. What do they expect? No, they were afloat last time. You should have seen some of their games last season. Also, the problems are much deeper than Ronaldo. So obviously, they didn't have money to buy anyone. Na, they they got Ramsey for free. Ha, ah, but that's the problem. No, the yeah, yeah, transfer course. is never a free transfer. You pay <laughs> so much more in sign-on bonus, agent. Oh God, yeah. And so, hey, this derby doesn't have a name, right? It's Inter versus this one has Derby del Italia. Juventus and this one. Juve Milan. What is it called? Let me check. And uh-huh. of course, the Milan derby is the Milan derby. Juve Milan derby. Oh, it has no name. Yes, this nameless derby. Wow, is what I will be watching this weekend, and in the hope that Juventus do not win and Zlatan can thrash them. Oh yeah, that, I saw the pictures on on Instagram. of his injury and then his like recovery. his recovery too those injuries look so bad of all these footballers talking of injuries oh. uh, uae milan is all fine and i know that juventus probably will draw or lose but harvey elliot poor kid oh yeah that's that that is such a freak injury man i'm i'm happy that he's okay and will return but he he's such a nice guy he said eventually that i don't think it was a uh, it was a red card and I'm okay now. Blah. Yeah, I didn't understand that red card. We have to talk about it. Just because someone gets in gets injured or like gets badly injured in a freak injury, right. you suddenly think that it is. It's a like, bad tackle. You think, right? But what, I mean, yeah, or like what? You're now retrospectively thinking it's a bad tackle. I'm I'm sure it affects the ref, but it it just seemed like a like whatever man. I think he went for the ball, missed it. I don't think it was such a bad tackle, but I mean, what can you do? Yes, talking of that, should uh, there was a huge debate again on social media, mm-hmm. it's specific to this injury, saying that football has let such things slide past for too long, right? Okay. Basically, that so I think what the crux of the argument was that people have to genuinely get injured or like you know go f- like actually get injured in the tackle if someone's escaping the foul, mm-hmm. they really don't those things don't get at, that much attention, sort of a thing. Yeah, but I mean, I've previously seen like high boots which don't get like where where there where there's very little impact also leading yes. to being sent so, off. Yeah, so that was the point that we, you have just encouraged this thing. So you you are like in a way they're like you are encouraging people to actually get the contact and get fouled, or basically like, ah like you are not even respecting that okay this fellow was about to get seriously injured if he actually went in for that but that is still a dangerous play and you give some sort of yellow or whatever that was the yeah, possibly i mean i i think uh, 
there could be committees who can look into this retrospectively and decide and it should be definitely headed by asan wenger who guy has nothing else to do yeah so that are you going to watch ua milan do you and watch anything i i like recommend on the podcast yeah i watched like maybe 50% of what you recommend because anyway it's in the premier league so i end up watching anyway yeah i love simone inzaghi and i think his inter have a way better chance than that conte's inter really? i haven't followed it that much conte so useless in champions league oh okay that way all right yeah so that's the game we're going to watch already thanks yash right the pity that baru couldn't be here mm. those rare occasions where arteta shows glimpses of a good manager all right but Let's hope they win again this weekend and Baru is back next week. All right man, yes, take care. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye guys, take care.